Welcome to The Big Three, the show that recaps My Hero Academia episode by episode and delves into themes, trivia, and more. I'm your host, Nathan Brandt. I'm your host, Jessica Howard. Hi, I'm Cam. Yay! Oh, it's your name! I'm really tired today. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just real sleepy. Just a big ol' nappy poo. We're gonna wake you the heck up because we're doing episodes 78, 79, nice, nice. 80, and 81. The provisional exam arc is what I've is what I've called it because I have to name everything because I have ADHD. <laughs> Feel that. Do y'all ever go back and watch a show that you love so much and you get to a certain part and you're like, I don't fucking remember any of this yes. because that is how I felt. I forgot this happened like completely. I was like watching this and I'm like. Oh yeah, I guess they do have to take the test again. I forgot about the I like just everything. Yeah. I I've totally forgot. Considering <laughs> the last like seven episodes, I don't really blame you for that. I I think it was honestly, yeah, I was just like coming down from like yeah. what had happened. <laughs> so And then you go episode by episode, week to week, and it's like it feels a lot slower. Mm -hmm. too, yeah, like but you if you're if you're about. like, you know, just like watching it all at once, I could imagine this is the part where you're like fuck that really happened and you like accidentally disassociate through a couple of episodes like i would for sure be doing that absolutely <laughs> meanwhile this is my favorite set of episodes with the exception being the set of episodes after the next one that we do i i love that every time we talk about episodes you have like a ranking in your head and you're like i love this one but not as much as this one but this one over here is real good didn't i tell you i have adhd <laughs> no you do 100 percent I do the same thing. Between the three of us, we have so many letters. <laughs> and like two brain cells. Yeah, yes. we go. Yeah, and both of them are Jesses. I think we've yeah, already made yeah, this joke before yeah. that there's two brain cells between us and they're both Jesses. No, those those aren't brain cells. Those are boobs. <laughs> um anyway. Great. Manga. Wait, this isn't manga. <laughs> Anime. New OP. It's good. Yeah, I it's like it. My favorite. I like it. It's very good. <laughs> it's very cute. Yeah. I it's it's a very cutesy one. Yeah, I was like, oh fucking thank God. This one looks fun. They're having a good time for the first time in like three fucking seasons. The fucking funniest part though is that this episode begins yep. with like fucking Shiggy's uh, truck adventure. Yeah, with him <laughs> being dismembered yeah and it's da, 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 da. oh yeah. my god it's, it's so much like, they they truly waste no time the juxtaposition there uh, is so much yeah it's so it's so fucking funny there and it's like if there was any moment to demonstrate what a lot of people like refer to as a tonal whiplash with this part of the season that's right there is the microcosm of it it really is um but this is my favorite OP and you will like it more as it goes on because there is like weirdly like for a fun goofy OP where everybody's just kind of having fun like there's a there's a lot of shit in here that I will definitely go into but I I think I think that this is narratively necessary that the big tonal shift like when this OP came out people online were upset I remember 
when it happened, people were talking about how it was bad. And I was like, you could you could prefer it to be more serious, but to say that to say that this is bad, like, no way, dude. Yeah. No fucking way. No. no. I remember that too. At this point, I was current and so I was watching weekly. I mean, I think I was starting with like midway through season two or whatever. But mm -hmm. I remember people saying that. Like there was a lot of hate about that mm -hmm. intro. Mm. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't like that. Like this isn't my favorite OP, but like just let these kids have some fucking fun. They're children. I know. I know I know. Let Ari go to a thing. I know I just watched <laughs> Evangelion, but they're children. <laughs> Uh, yeah, absolutely. But like the episodes themselves aren't devoid of serious stuff, as we'll mm -hmm. get into. Like this part of the season is meant to be a more like intellectually based one for the characters. And each problem that they face is going to be one that they can't just punch away like overhaul. Mm -hmm. And that's what I really like about this part of the season. It's mm -hmm. it's like Deku just doesn't turn the knob on his leg to make his power stronger and then wins. Um, or have like a, a cheat code with Aerie, like the game shark, the human game shark to, to beat overhaul. The human game shark. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I will say though, like I did kind of miss all these characters that weren't like as active mm -hmm. in the last part of the season. I know. Like remember Kaminari? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like everybody in like the, these like two episodes specifically for, you know, the test thing or whatever. I'm mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. oh shit, I kind of miss hanging out with them. They're real fun. Yeah. Like it's, it's yeah. just really Real good to see him again i'm like oh yeah you're still here fuck yeah let's go <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely i mean in in the op uh, as we get into they're preparing for the festival right the whole school mm -hmm. is preparing for the festival aries sweater that she casts off in the beginning is is an in-universe pricey flashy brand and in the manga there's a little sheet an info sheet where it's revealed that aizawa bought Ari a bunch of clothes but the hospital staff was like you do not know how to dress kids <laughs> that's so funny and the reason that aizawa got that specific brand it's like it's got a little cat on it it says neko good good the reason that he got that um was he had a sweater from that brand when he was a kid the only drawing that we've ever seen of young aizawa he's wearing a sweater sweater with the neko logo on it same as Aries. You know what that sweater is made out of? What's that, Jess? Husband material. Oh, <laughs> fuck. There's a lot of examples of hunky dudes being good with kids in, the, in these episodes. They are, yeah. yeah. Really. It's, it's yeah. weirdly, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a weird thing, but yeah. But yeah, like, the shot of him looking at the sweater has like a lot more meaning now like regarding to how he feels about Aerie and knowing that he picks up stray cats and like oh shit Aerie is just a stray that he is taking care of now like fuck uh welcome to like the era of dad zawa time to start wandering some alleys <laughs> <laughs> just me in this trash <laughs> <laughs> Good thing somebody threw out a mattress. Oh no! Andrew's gonna come home and be like, "Where the fuck is Jess?" <laughs> Andrew knows where Jess is. Okay, that's yelling yeah. in an alley. That's, that's what I do now. Oh Jesus Christ! God. Um, <laughs> and like, there's a shot of Mirio looking up to the sky, and there's like glasses that like rotate on the screen, and it confused me for a long time until I was like. Those are Night Eyes glasses. Yeah, yeah. So those are Night Eyes. Fuck. Yeah. 
too soon. <laughs> I mean, there's a really like there's a really cool bit where everybody is making a candy apple that I'm literally going to talk about uh, for like five hours um, in good. a later I didn't episode have that we else do. Else to fucking do, Nate. Let's just talk about a candy <laughs> apple for five hours. Listen, it's the most important thing in the series, and I'm not even joking. I do, I do love apples. <laughs> So remember how I said that uh, Torino and Tsukauchi were on another job? Here it is. They're going after Kuragiri, who has been spotted in the wilderness for some fucking reason in his yeah. fucking waistcoat and shit. Fucking on that um, Walden super villain approach. Normal things. That Walden shit. <laughs> that Walden shit, baby. Oh, it's like, I gotta fuck. get the fuck out of here for a while. I'm gonna go live in a fucking lodge by a lake. <laughs> Oh, oh shit. Sukauji's like, all right, Torino, so you're going to zip in and cuff him. He's like, I, I know. I literally do this. I, what do you, th- do you think I was here for emotional support? I'm the zippy guy. <laughs> Maybe one of the worst people for emotional support, <laughs> to be completely honest. <laughs> Enough of your Yoda shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. So he zips in and gets to Kuragiri, like, like, honestly, a little bit too easy. But there's, there's someone else around here. Kuragiri's like, you don't even know what kind of motherfuckers are out here, <laughs> which I really enjoy. He's like, have you heard tale of a wild man around here? I suppose it can't be helped. Just starts reciting fucking poetry at him. I know. <laughs> it's truly Walden shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Walden shit. And just like Walden, he preaches about living in the in the wilderness, but he, he has his mom bring him meals. That's what Walden actually did. Yeah. Walden was a fucking pose. Dude, that's like every single one of those, like like it's either yeah. that or they go straight into the wild and they just die. Walden is the original fuckboy. Like yeah. he absolutely <laughs> just has that fucking that soft aesthetic. Like he's so like intellectual and deep, but he really just tries to hook up with every girl on Tinder. Yes. Yeah. I say I have known many an indie boy yeah. in my life, and absolutely. all of them are terrible. <laughs> God. <laughs> all of them. Fucking flashback to a year ago when I'm talking to you guys about starting this show. It's like, do you want to start a show? Where we rip on Walden. Fuck you, Walden. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit! But this walking disaster is Gigantomachia. This is the guy we saw at the with the radio at the end of season two, and with Kirishima in the Mina flashbacks. This guy predates the league, and he was the right hand man for All for One, like even way back in the day. So this guy is fucking hella old. He's like the ace up the sleeve for for All for One too. Kuragiri was told, like, hey, if I ever beef it. And you need like some help, go fucking go hang out with the like the rock werewolf giant weirdo guy in the in the woods. He'll help you out. Um, and so the reason he wasn't working with the league before is that all for one was and still is recovering from getting his head caved in. So he's laying low. Like Makia is not somebody that lays low easily, as we as we see in these episodes. And another reason he hasn't joined the league, uh, and the reason that Kuragiri has been out here so much is it'll be explained way later. But to put it briefly. Makia is like basically the Sir Nidai to Shigaraki in that he doesn't believe him to be a good successor. And we'll talk about that more um, when we get into uh, later seasons and stuff. But like there's really good reasons for him not having already been in the fray, basically, is what I mean to say. Fucking Makia is scary, dude. Mm-hmm. Torino and the others only got out of there because he's got like the zoomies and like Torino's like, I don't even I didn't think I was going to make it. Torino's theme, though, with the trombone and shit is so fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking, Fuck yeah. 
I heard that and I was like, oh yeah, Cam's gonna love this shit. Cam love Cam oh, love a trumpet. Yeah, I do I do I do love that 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 boner, you know. Uh, <laughs> love love a good brass. Oh yeah. <laughs> so uh in the hospital, Deku watches the news uh reports of Shiggy's truck adventure and Aizawa tells us like everyone's good and Deku's like, Oh, I'm gonna go talk to Mirio and Aizawa's like I guess I'll watch your shit then. Cool, dude. <laughs> Thanks for that. There's like a, I really like the shot of him looking at the scars on his hand before knocking because that like is like, oh shit, art sacrifices yeah. and shit. Good shit. Fucking narrative. Deku opens the door and Mirio's doing fucking bicycle moves and holding his ass up in the air. God, I love Mirio, I love Mirio so, much. so much. He's so good. He's, he's so good. Truly. Perfect boy. He's like, yeah, I know. I should be really sad. And here, let me recap the past couple episodes to you, Deku. <laughs> I, I have one minor inconvenience and I'm like, I'm never going to move again and Mirio's like <laughs> had his powers taken away lost his teacher and he's just like you know i'm good yeah he's gonna go home his fucking home got foreclosed on like his bank yeah. account's empty and he's just like all right let's go shigaraki <laughs> ran over his dog like <laughs> and he's just good if my doordash doesn't give me a straw to go with my drink it's the end of the day yeah i have to go to bed yeah. we're done yeah <laughs> but meanwhile <laughs> but yeah so he's like pretty sad and he's like well, Night Eye wasn't lying when he told me I'd be a great hero, so it's just a matter of chasing that outcome one way or another. But Deku's like, ah, oh, shit, this is definitely my fault. So I'm going to tell him about One for All, and I'm going to give it to him. Like, Deku, like, Deku is so ready to spill the beans about One for All at any yeah. given moment. <laughs> He's an idiot. But Mirio is like, bro, that's not even possible for you to give me your quirk. And even then, that would make you sad, and I don't want to do that. And so I'm just going to keep trying and be a good boy. And then the rest of the show is just Deku trying to feed Mirio's hair. <laughs> that is what like, it becomes. He just like sneaks into his house in the middle of the night and just like just one strand of hair. He's just like, he's just fucking Mirio's eating ramen and Deku just scratches some dandruff into it and it's just like... Oh shit! Oh, what was that? Yeah, he, just, oh, wow. he, just, he just walks over next to his like fucking table at lunch, and lunch rush made this really good food. He goes, <laughs> just, "Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, sorry about that." But he gives him an exceptionally like deep wet willy. <laughs> just like did it. <laughs> just walks over and makes out with him. Uh, you know, <laughs> Deku is like. You almost beat Overhaul with no fucking quirk, and I needed Aizawa and the human game shark. And, like, <laughs> I still, like, barely won or whatever uh, without dying from Aerie or Overhaul. So, like, what use am I now? So they leave the hospital, and the raid team gets interrupted by the cops, and they're like, hey, can you come and do some homework for us? <laughs> and so they have to go to the, the police, and it takes them till, like, literally that night to get back. Uraraka mentions, feels like forever since we've been back at UA. It's been, like... I don't know, 12 episodes or something <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Which it's important to note that this happened that morning still. They get in and uh, are greeted by everybody and Ida's like, give him space. You you must have gone through a lot. Um, and he remembers Deku crying in the cafeteria. But Deku's like, he remembers what Night Eye says. And he's like, it's, it's okay to celebrate. It's okay to be happy. Like, you don't need to shield us. And Ida's like, all right, well, if I don't have to shield you, I'm going to fucking cuss at you <laughs> for making everybody worry because I'm a class rep, which I really enjoy. Uraraka's like not in party mode yet though, right? Like she's she's the one that got Night Eye to safety and we see a little flashback of her and Aizawa um, like debriefing on everything and she wonders if she could have done more 
Um, she's one of those people where no matter what, she's always going to think of what she could have done better. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> couldn't couldn't, couldn't be, be me. me. Hmm. <laughs> and Aizawa is like, hey, you did everything you could. And so think super hard about why you want to be a hero and if you want to be a hero. And she's like, I want to keep helping people. One of my favorite gags in the show happens where uh, Saro talking to Kirishima, but he gets too close and his eye gets poked by his hair. <laughs> I miss that. It looks like a little cat butthole. Oh, that's it's so like... good. I miss that. <laughs> it's not like, it's not an overt gag, but he just like, when he goes to talk to Kirishima, he's just like, hey, dude, this <laughs> one eye is closed. It's stupid. <laughs> I also want to note that Bakugo is usually already asleep at nighttime when this stuff happens in the dorms, but right now he's hanging out, and once he sees that Deku is okay, he goes to bed. He was absolutely checking up on Deku Aww. in his own way there. Aww. Like, Aww. like one trillion Aww. percent. Boyfriends. <laughs> he, like, oftentimes he's, like, already in bed, or he's, like, on yeah. his way to bed, or he's being annoyed that he's not in bed or whatever, because he's, like, a good student and needs to get his fucking 40 winks. But, like... Once he saw that his boyfriend was okay, he's like, I'm going to bed. All right. I'm going to go be mad in here now. You just know, too, Bakugo is is the person who, like, tracks his sleep to make sure that yeah. he gets, oh like, that like that God. deep sleep. And, like, he gets pissed at himself if he doesn't. Like, yeah. what is wrong with me? Why did I not get that good sleep? That motherfucker doesn't have a sleep track app on their phone. They bought a separate one, and it sits yes. in the exact same spot on their bed, and they have to sleep in the exact same spot on their bed every night, or they get very upset. <laughs> I was going to say that he... He has two Apple watches, one for sleeping and one for like during the day so that he can have the battery full all God. the time. That's motherfucker playing Pokemon sleep. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, he's doing that. He's tracking his macros. He's fucking he is absolutely that type of like fitness dude. I would not want to be friends with him on Apple Fitness. I didn't know that you could be friends with people on Apple Fitness. And that is the most mortifying concept I've ever yeah, heard. Because like it'll like it'll tell you if people you're friends with have done a workout and like it's like Bakugo finished a workout be like well fucking good for them <laughs> yeah I'm like cool Bakugo finished a workout a fucking course he did he always does cool my Wendy's is almost <laughs> yeah, here right. like what are we <laughs> <laughs> so Deku goes to bed and he thinks about everything that's happened in like such a short time and even though he was exhausted he couldn't sleep time for perspective shift and uh presentation michael's fucking here you guys my man i love him i missed him when he greets the kids in japanese like this is a really good like japanese present mike set of episodes too because he's like bad boys <laughs> it's very god very yeah. very good and when they god. when they get in the fucking bus he's like okay hapu steppu here we go <laughs> <laughs> and oh again, I, wa I want everybody to remember that his voice actor doesn't like English. <laughs> it's absolutely incredible. Love it. Um, President Mike is such a fucking good character. And like these episodes showcase him in a multitude of different emotions, too. Yeah. Like he's not just like the funny laughing guy. He's like the guy that cares about the people that are around him mm -hmm. later on. And I'm like, ah. Oh, Fucking, you made me care about the cockatoo guy. God damn it. <laughs> that being said, if he was to just stay like a flat character as he is, perfectly happy with that. 
Exactly. Like, exactly. I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah. If he was like hound dog or whatever, where it's just like, oh, he yells. Flat do- sometimes flat characters can be fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like you need some yeah. in a show or else it's like, I don't know. Like, I don't need everybody to go through trauma yeah. in a merch. No. A trauma kid. <laughs> trauma, 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 trauma kids. So sometimes they can just be kids. That was, that was Present yeah. Mike is a big kid. <laughs> that was me last episode. Uh, so Present Mike and All Might are meeting with Bakugo and Shoto to escort them to the provisional makeup classes. As I was resting after, like, you know, being caught up in a Yakuza raid, he gets the day off after that, which is good for him. He got stabbed with somebody's hair. Yeah, he just always gets the shit beat out of him, too. Yeah, all the time. Like, always. Mm-hmm. Like, literally every fight he's in. Yeah. I, I have never, like met a character to where it's like they they constantly want you to think this man is going to die they do that yep every (laughs) every conflict that he's in you're just like please don't be fit dude (laughs) all might thinks about a call with torino elaborating on the machia incident he's like we barely made it out and they got kuragiri which is cool but torino's like this doesn't feel like a win this seems just kind of like a easier of two evils to take down um, and we see the aftermath of Machia and what he did, and that whole fucking mountain is gone, obliterated. Um, it'll be a long time till we see him, like, in action, for real. And when we do, like, you you will understand, like, wait, so Torino alone f- tried to fight him <laughs> while he was holding on to the gas man? Are you kidding me? <laughs> so we're at the exam location. We see All Might and Mike run into Endeavor the same way that um, Endeavor and All Might ran into each other at the sports fest, only now Endeavor is the one upstairs looking down at All Might since he's the new number one. And he's like, this is, this is great. I wanted to yell at you about some things. <laughs> and Mike is just like, I'm going to go get some <laughs> yeah. coffee juices. <laughs> I really like that scene a lot. It was just very fun. Like Mike is the third wheel of this group so uh, hard. So hard. Yeah. (laughs) Um just his like shout out to him in the dub saying deuces. Yeah. (laughs) Um so earlier Shoto got a call um when the uh, all the commotion at the dorms happened um and he went outside and it was Endeavor and he was like great news I'm going to come annoy you and he hangs up on him. So if you remember or like go back to watch these scenes he was in again, he's clearly upset at like his like he's looking at his phone, he's upset because his fucking fire dad like called him as like I'm going to ruin your day tomorrow yeah. and I think that's great. Yeah, <laughs> man. So we see some more familiar faces here. They are from Shiketsu, Inasa, the wind boy, Shishikura, the meatball gross boy, and Kami. But this time it's the real Kami. I love Kami so much she's because great. she's she's just allowed to just be dumb. Yeah. And she's never, like, her, her quality as a hero is never brought into question. She is herself yeah. and, like, I don't know. I, I think that's that's really cool. We, we love a good cute bimbo. Exactly. Truly. I was just going to say, and Inasa is there and he like we get the himbo bimbo combo yeah. there because like <laughs> like between the two of them, they have zero brain cells. Uh, little little note. The Shiketsu logo is totally just the cool ass. Fuck. Yes, uh, it is. <laughs> I noticed that on this watch through and I'm like, one, I didn't catch that earlier Two, Fuck. Yes, it is. <laughs> I went to a Christian school. So like the cool ass thing, like. There wasn't enough kids to, like, have that mythos and, like, the perpetuation of the cool S. Because sometimes there was two kids in a grade. And if it wasn't Ben oh, or man. me, then nobody did it. So, like, I got to 
eighth grade was my first public school year and i like see this s in like all my books that i get i'm like what the fuck is that but everybody that went to public school is like it's the cool s what what is this rune yeah exactly i absolutely love this is now a cool s podcast by the way um i absolutely love that everybody our age just kind of awoken like they we we unpacked that knowledge all at the same time in our adulthood like I feel like one day that was like just a just a far off relic in the back of every fucking millennial's <laughs> mind and then fucking Tuesday rolls around and we're just drawing that shit on everything again for like no discernible reason. Where did I learn it from? I don't know. I love it. <laughs> the forbidden knowledge. Yes. <laughs> So my girlfriend Boogie noted that Shishikura, the meatball kid, his dad is a top guard at Tartarus. So he literally is the school to prison pipeline. <laughs> like, oh, holy oh shit. My God. <laughs> <laughs> uh. He chose to go to Shiketsu because their uniforms were like his dad's uniforms at Tartarus. Bootlicker. I, I, yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we see two more familiar faces, which is Mera from the Hero Safety Commission and my fucking gang orca, yeah. baby. <laughs> Still a bad motherfucker. Still, what is his what is his cloak? Is that his skin? We don't know. Is his tie <laughs> his tongue? Probably. I hope so. <laughs> I want it to be like a fucking weird Greninja thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and we get a new ending. This is my favorite ending. Um, definitively, like I hard, hard favorite. Also love this ending. It's so good. Yeah. The childhood pictures are so good. Very good. It makes me choke up a little bit. I love it. I love I love my babies, my children. Being manga current does not help with the tearing up. Oh shit yeah, I either. bet. <laughs> I'm I'm fine. <laughs> right, you'll get there. This uh, this the song is called Shout Baby. That was uh, me when I had night terrors as a kid. <laughs> I'm the I'm the real shout baby after the, after this ending. Like this part of my hero is all about like reflecting on the past and making choices about who you want to be going yeah. forward. Um, so with that in mind, this ending has a bunch of photos. Um, of characters we know, some that we'll meet later, and some other little tidbits like All Might winning the sports festival, a rabbit lady that's later we'll learn is Mirko. Um, we see Toga in school before her like big heel turn. And I like that the the ice cream she's eating is red. Yeah, nobody else's is. It's like you, you got you got blood cream. You, what is this? What 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 you doing there? Like what you got there? Um, but it like puts that thing in your mind of like yeah, she wasn't born a shitlord. Mm -hmm. Like she was in school and was like trying. Yeah to like be not a shit behavior, behavior <laughs> is something that is taught it's not mm -hmm. necessarily mm -hmm. something you're born with maybe it is maybelline i don't know or, or at least not not a uh, therapied out of you sure, or whatever right? right we see like mike and aizawa at ua with another classmate we see uh mirio and amajiki as kids we see the shiketsu people um, we learn. We see who we will learn is gentle and labrava, and even Shoto's family and uh, Hawks, who has been you know referred to before. We see him in one photo, um, and then we see a photo that's burned. Um, we also see Deku reflecting on things before we see everyone else, including Shoji without his mask, which is crazy. And there are two details here that made my fucking heart drop. Which one of them is? You know that 10th anniversary All Might poster that was in Night Eyes Agency? Yeah. That Deku, like, didn't hit? That's in Deku's dorm now. Oh. Um. Oh, man. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. God damn it. And, 
God damn it. Time to time to drink the two day old oh, Red Bull. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Um and he, this is this is like the big one, and this is this is one that that Boogie, uh, my girlfriend, helped me um, notice. I don't remember if we saw somebody talking about it on Reddit or if she just noticed it, but you know how Mirio said like, "I'm not gonna cry." Well, oops! In the bottom row of students is Mirio sitting up alone in the dark, weeping. Fuck, man. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if, <laughs> show show ain't right. Show ain't right. <laughs> no. We are the trauma kids along the way. <laughs> I know. Everybody else is like, you know, reflecting on how life is so crazy for them lately and blah blah blah. And then like you notice at the bottom middle, like obscured a little bit, obscured a little bit by the uh the subtitles is is Mirio. And you're like, oh it's Mirio, and he's like He's sobbing, and you're like, <laughs> oh, okay. It's just like, you know, it's so. <laughs> I think we've talked about this before, but it's so funny. Not okay. It's it's weird to say funny when we're talking about this, but whenever we're watching this, and it's like Deku's constantly like, ah, oh, Mirio should have this, and Night Eyes like, mm, Mirio should have this, and then like you as a watcher, are like, yeah, Mirio should have this, and then you mm-hmm. see that scene, and it's the whole thing of him like. Outwardly, he has to smile. He has an all might temperament where, like, he won't let that show. And then you see stuff like that, and you see how he's actually processing it behind the scenes. And it's like, oof. And he does, he does trust Night Eyes saying, like, you're going to be just as fine a hero as any, mm-hmm. which is what he says in Japanese. He trusts that that's true and that, like, Night Eye didn't just, like, see him working at, like, McBurger mm-hmm. and just going, like, yeah, you're gonna be great. Uh, like he, he, he's like you're gonna be a fine hero, and like I've seen what Night I saw, and he's right. Mm-hmm. Regardless of you know, like you can still believe in yourself, and you can still believe in your future, but like you still have to process that pain. And there's just mm-hmm. so much that this this young boy is going through right now. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot, and uh, so now whenever you watch these credits, you'll you'll see him in the bottom middle and go. Like you. in your heart for a second. I hate you so fucking much. <laughs> the ending uh, ends with shots of All Might and Deku and Bakugo changing over time, and we end with Deku saying like the the line of the song out loud of "I, I want to be useful." What a fucking bop that song is too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of bops, let's bop those kids' hearts. Uh, episode seventy nine. <laughs> yeah. Win those kids' hearts. Mara has rented out a local sports center for today's training. Um, he says he's been afraid to fall asleep lately. Which is like a weird detail, but just know that he works for the fucking hero CIA and he's like in universe working on some big shit right now. Mike, so like he says it as a joke, but like me knowing what's happening in the next coming months in universe, I'm like, oh, he's working on that thing right now. <laughs> he keeps that motherfucking thing on him. Um, so Mike and the gang arrive as Mira says that Kami will be joining them since she was uh, kidnapped for the exam sure. last time. Yeah. I feel like she should just get an auto pass. She was like, whoa, I slept for six days? Crazy. What? I fucking fucking love her. She's so dumb. She's so good. All Might is like, I don't want to cause a scene by being here, but Endeavor ruins the whole thing by screaming at Shoto like the hockey dad that he is. The fucking students are all excited that All Might is here, but like a little put off by Endeavor being there. Wow, almost like a metaphor, huh? Um, Inasa remembers that he fucking hates Endeavor and he's like, I'm not going to end up like him. 
Um, I'm going to do, I'm going to be a good boy. Um, the Shiketsu commentary squad talks about the league and basically lays out that this is like a, like this small arc is about how society's dealing with no symbol of peace. Spoilers, it's not very good. <laughs> That's why the number 10 hero, Gang Orca, is here. He says he's going to whip these fish turds into shape. Cam, you mentioned his tongue earlier, which is a weird sentence for me to yeah. say. <laughs> but but he talks with his nose because that's how orcas communicate as well. Hmm. Like okay. he like his mouth is open when he's talking, but his like nose is the one that moves like in sync with his words. Mm. And it's like, this is your fucking like I, he, me for this podcast, Googling how do orcas <laughs> communicate? Because I wanted to know if that was something. And it is. That's wild. His gang orca was a villain in the previous uh, manga that Horikoshi did. Oh. That's some real uh, big brain stuff. <laughs> so he was like already designed, right? Like, mm -hmm. so he, the Horikoshi, like, Horikoshi's like, well, I could, if I just have a bunch of heroes that are like animal like, I can just bring over the fucking people from Crazy Zoo. It's like, fuck, man, you know? Yeah. I like that that's our Horikoshi <laughs> voice. I have no idea what this dude sounds like. Um, but it's like, yeah, man, you know, it's just fucking whatever. Like, Boomhauer adjacent. <laughs> Boom, Japanese Boomhauer. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Oh my god. Dude, the, the plot for, for Crazy Zoo, his other manga, is literally a guy gets cursed to become a rabbit guy, um, and he owns a zoo because he and he gets cursed so that he learns to appreciate animals, I guess. And like the big antagonist is an aquarium. <laughs> <laughs> that who's, fucking whose owns. guy is also cursed. And Gang Orca works for him. He's the number two. <laughs> I need to read that. Maybe we'll talk about it for a bonus episode or something. <laughs> I love that Gang Orca fucking chucks the kids when they say shit that like he doesn't like. He tells Shoto, how is a fish turd going to help society? And he's like, well, actually, fertilizer is very Get integral. For he's like, no! <laughs> he just fucking smacks this kid off the fucking strata sphere and inasa is like he's so focused on saying yes sir that like i forget exactly what he says but gang orca is like are you gonna fuck up and he's like sir yes sir <laughs> <laughs> he chucks him too. i love him so much uh, he says uh what you're lacking is heart as you are now who will reach out to your hand when they need help no one even if someone bears fangs at you if there's a life to save save it and you feel you really feel like, oh, yeah, he's the number 10 hero for like a good reason. He's not just like, I don't know, some guy that they said is number 10. Um, he says to save and be saved. The essence of that is an agreement and an understanding between your hearts. Now conquer this through this life or death battle. Show that you can come to an understanding with them. Fucking the second sentence of my notes in this entire podcast is kids with superpowers are a complete nightmare. And honestly, it's a wonder that all kids aren't worse. Mm -hmm. And that was me setting up this exact episode because this is like one of the most important episodes of the show world building wise. This is also maybe one of the most terrifying scenarios in the show so far. <laughs> yeah, um, there's a reason why it's the quirk singularity doomsday. <laughs> Right, because that shit, that shit's scary. That dude, one of those dudes, has got a fucking tongue tank, dude. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking cool. I remember when I first looked into that whole theory, like once they start, like I don't know, years ago, or whatever, when they mm -hmm. first brought it up, and I was like, oh, that makes sense. I don't like it. <laughs> I know. You're I mean, like, wait I a minute. Like if Shoto is like this, yeah, like it's so smart, but like I was like, oh no. <laughs> Well, Shoto and Bakugo are both like combination quirk people. Like mm. Bakugo's 
uh, like his dad made explosions with his hands and his mom had nitroglycerin sweat. Mm -hmm. And so he has both of those and that's how he can do his shit. And, you know, Shoto is a lot more self-explanatory. But, like, they are examples of this, like, doomsday theory. Like, oh, my mom had good skin. I explode. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa. Oh, jeez. Dude, can you imagine, though, like, the sex? <laughs> we already did this. We already did this one, actually. We did. We did. It does not surprise me at all that we talked about this. Because the second I started thinking about it again, I'm like, nitroglycerin sweat mm, and explosion hands. Yeah. That's just not a good combo. <laughs> Sounds like a blast. Uh, <laughs> please move on. <laughs> okay. Um, these kids are from uh, Masagaki Elementary School, and they fucking suck. Yeah. <laughs> they truly do. Their teacher is at her wit's end, and it's really easy to see why. They can fucking fly <laughs> and explode and send dust storms and a bunch of wild shit. And the fucking worst of this bunch, we never even see his quirk. He's just a little richy rich looking ass kid that's like, adults think that if they can yell without letting anyone else get a word in, everything will go that way. That doesn't work on us. So I have like weirdly a story that I can relate to for this. Okay. Um, so in college, I think it was like, it was my, it was my freshman year of college. Um, I was in basketball band stuff through the university. And our women's team made it to the like the Elite Eight tournament, which was fucking cool. And so we went out to San, San Antonio for that, um, and it was super great. We had this reputation of just being real fucking rowdy. Like we went to have fun, we yelled a lot, we made a lot of stupid noises. Uh, we just like were like a fucking rowdy like cheering section, basically. Like we wanted to be there as mm -hmm. much as possible, and uh, we we thought we were hot shit. Uh, we thought we were just the fucking dopest. We thought that like nothing could beat the energy we provide until a school bus arrived. And the other team who was from some school in, I think, North Carolina. They, Shiketsu. They, yeah, Shiketsu. They did <laughs> a like a media visit to a local elementary school and gave all of the kids free t-shirts if they showed up, sat next to us, and screamed. Oh. Oh my god. It worked. They really so showed up and that Naruto-ass music started playing in your head. We couldn't do anything. Like, the fucking... They showed up, like, we saw them walk in and we heard the dun 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 thing from this show. Oh and then I was god. just like, oh, we're done. And we lost that game. There was nothing we could do. Oh my it god. It worked. What, like, a weirdly devious plan. 50 to 60 screaming as high-pitched as they could, as loud as they could, elementary schoolers. That is that is the same situation. Not even, like, fourth or fifth grade. We're talking first and second grade. Oh, yeah. my God. These kids are, like, seven or eight or something. These kids were, um, like, maybe six at the most. <laughs> They're, like, too young to learn a lesson at that yeah. point. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, what can we do? Get mad at them? We're not gonna get mad at children. Yeah, you don't know fucking subtraction yet, motherfucker, little fucking homework boy. Yeah. No. <laughs> See, yeah, we lost. Uh <laughs> I was so wondering how that would tie in, but it, like, just does. It's, it's perfect. It is, yeah. Like, that truly is a just very relevant a story. a mob of screaming children, I think, is maybe the most powerful force on this planet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I've um, seen that shit firsthand. I have flashbacks. 
Oh, I mean, I will. So I am, I am, I would say I'm very good with kids. I'm the oldest of five of us. And so like mm. I've watched kids, but like mm. I've done some babysitting and if you get the wrong group of kids, it can be a fucking nightmare. Like literally yeah. you will not feel worse about yourself. No. It's so bad. <laughs> There's a reason why in the Bible, there is a weird little story about um, kids telling uh, the prophet Elijah or Elisha, I forget which, a bunch of kids make fun of him for being bald, and then God sends bears to go eat them. So, like, even the Bible knows. <laughs> and, the, and by the way, that's the end of the story. There's no moral. It's just in the Bible one time God sent a bunch of bears at some kids for calling somebody bald. Bakugo would be dead because he keeps calling you not so bald. <laughs> um, oh, like, sometimes just gotta do it to them. Yeah, you gotta do it to them. <laughs> <laughs> that ought to learn you. They call Shoto five weenies. It's the best <laughs> shit in the whole thing. What is this, a weenie? <laughs> no, this is medicine. He's like, boring, it's a weenie. These <laughs> kids are so fucking good. cutthroat, dude. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, because they don't give a shit. They're bored so easy. There's fucking kids just punching Inasa, and they're like, I'm stronger than you. <laughs> and the entire time, Inasa's looking at Endeavor, and he's like, I can't shake these kids off like Endeavor shook me off when I was a little kid looking for an autograph or else all of these kids are gonna have like fucking brain problems like I do and he he just he he wants the kids to like share the passion for being heroes the girls fucking hate Kami for being hot fucking haters <laughs> it's so fucking <laughs> the one of them just like comes up and pinches her ass and is just like you fucking hussy <laughs> like, yeah, like, it's like whoa <laughs> like, Jesus Christ <laughs> they're all jealous for stealing their like little elementary school boyfriends where did you learn those words <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think she literally does call her a floozy at some point. Yeah. I'm like, whoa! <laughs> like, fuck, how old it's are okay. you? It's all, okay, all of them will grow up to realize they were bisexual. Yeah. It's fine. 100%. I get into that later. I get into that a little bit later. <laughs> Fucking one kid steals Bakugo's bombs, which is very terrifying. I, like... Like Shoto is like, how did that happen? And Bakugo's like, I took them off because it's dangerous. <laughs> and then they took them. <laughs> <laughs> so the teacher is like, oh, everything already went to shit. Um, and gang orca is like, fucking patience. I'm 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 a professional, okay? And cut to Mike sitting in the stands and he's like twitching. He's like, no music, no color commentary, no atmosphere. My MC spirit is at its limit. And like All Might is like, can you please chill out? And then present Mike in Japanese calls him Mighty Boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, he goes down to be the MC, and it's it's funny as all hell, but like it serves the purpose of giving All Might and Endeavor like a little alone time to talk because like just All Might accompanying the kids here, like that's not protection. If anything, that's like it's like uh here take here babysit this bag of flower kids. Like, like All Might is not protecting these kids from shit. So like this gives us a, an example or a uh, like a chance for Endeavor and him to uh, start talking about like, so uh, hey, this uh, number one thing's kind of crazy, huh? Um, <laughs> he's like, I have been resolving more cases than ever before, on top of already being really good at my job, and so, but I still feel the crumbling away of something that you built up, and so he's finally like, what the fuck is this symbol of peace shit? 
Oh, wait, you mean like this show about heroes saving people has an episode where the heroes save themselves through saving the next generation and all the while the top hero is recognizing that he needs to be saved so that he can save others? Fucking subtext, dude. All right, cool. Show's over, everybody. Thanks so much. Uh... That was that was the lesson. Welcome to the Endeavor Rehabilitation Saga, baby. It starts here. I'm sure it'll only last two episodes. Uh, can't wait for can't wait for Endeavor's notes app apology. <laughs> <laughs> he canonically doesn't know how to use his phone very well, so that's like really funny. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, yeah. So present Mike is like, so teach. What do you want to to uh, like achieve with today's activities? And she's like. I hate my life. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's like, this is such a crucial time for character development and kids. And if they go down the wrong path now, or if they continue on the path that they're on now, society will be fucked. These kids see heroes fucking up on TV all the time. Um, Snatch just fucking ate shit on live TV, um, which is a wild sense to say. <laughs> kids, how do you know these words? <laughs> and uh, yeah, and uh, I learned it from watching you, Snatch. <laughs> Um, and these kids have stronger powers than any generation before them. So like these kids, like we've been saying, are like, like literally dangerous. And this is what Bakugo was. He was a kid that at an early age was like, oh, I'm awesome. Um, and he became a fucking asshole and he's still fucking dealing. We're still dealing with that. And these when, are fucking 20 little Bakugos. When great power doesn't lead to great responsibility, it leads to yeah. great being an asshole. Yeah, it I mean, at it least they're not does. great people. Yeah. <laughs> um, the kids have like counseling and like quirk like classes and stuff, but like she's she's like, you only do so much. They're only at school for so long. Like, so the enemy here is disillusionment, and that's why I love these episodes so much. They give you like such a clear picture of what like the country at large is like feeling and going through. And it like whenever something is happening from here forward, you can think like oh shit, the general public like is not super tight with heroes and like they maybe even weren't from the beginning of this show, which is like, I think really cool. Shoto is like, let's stop being crass. There are people that need saving. Bakugo says probably from experience that like these type of kids are made and not born like you guys were saying before. He's like, there's probably some boss kid that's making the energy all stanky. So we should find him and tie him up and stone him. <laughs> it's like, it's like, hey, bud. I'm getting medieval up in here. <laughs> I know. Yeah. We'll make a trebuchet and launch him into the sun. <laughs> um, Inasa is like, I got it. I'll get everybody excited. He's like, who wants to be a hero? And a couple of them do. He's like, now causing trouble for your teachers wouldn't be a really hero thing of you to do, right? And then one of the kids is like, yeah, but you failed and you're a fucking loser. So you're causing problems <laughs> for adults too. Fucking got him and he fucking whoopee cushions away. <laughs> That's true. Like they literally lost all power the second that these kids knew they failed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just love that the kid has like, he speaks in like clear sentences from before then. It was like five weenies, five weenies. But he's like, well, you put societal pressures on your elders because I'm like, whoa. <laughs> He's listening to this podcast. Um, Bakugo's like, I'm going to fight these children, which is like not a great move or a great look either. But Shoto's like, there's got to be a better way. Uh, and there's a match cut back to Endeavor who says like, I was number two at age 20. He is 46 now. So he's been number two for 26 years. Over half this man's life. 
Yeah, so you can really see why he's such a fucking dickhead all the time, man. Like, it doesn't excuse anything, but like, I'd be pretty pissed if I worked the same job, even if I loved it for 26 years, Honestly, dude. we should be thankful he did not turn into the Joker. Yeah, exactly! <laughs> he already looks like a fucking villain, shit. Yeah. Uh, Endeavor says, it was because I made that climb to number two that I understood. Unless I reached the summit, it was all for nothing. If all I cared about was titles, I could have worn a smile like you and played the part of the lovable fool, but I wanted to be strongest. And like, I love, I love the visual metaphors of like him climbing the mountain and building the bridge and all that kind of stuff. It rules. And like, it, this is Bakugo's thing too, where he's like, I don't want to just like win. I want to be the best like there's mm -hmm. a big difference between those things and like while they're both kind of assholes sometimes they're, 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 there's something admirable in that a little bit they're both kind of like i don't care if i'm the most liked person on social media i don't care if people like me or you know i'm not about playing the game um mm -hmm. which is kind of like there's something a little cool about it you know i'm not like other girls <laughs> <laughs> well like like endeavor is he said like i'm doing more hero work than ever before and at a time when he is like gonna be the number one hero right mm -hmm. like there's nobody above him and so it's like he's he really recognizes like hey the crime rate has gone up six percent mm -hmm. and i'm still busting my ass so like mm -hmm. he's he does a lot of like good things for society tm but he's a fucking he's an asshole though <laughs> yeah yeah he's morally not great no yeah, he did the mass effect renegade path to save the galaxy exactly yeah. exactly i just think of all of the things for him to be condemned for uh him you know saying like i don't want to be the the smiling like everybody likes me nice guy i can get it sure i can yeah. get that you get a pass yeah. on being publicly facing an asshole i'm not here to make friends <laughs> other stuff you do maybe maybe not as much maybe not maybe um, not all might is like you know, back in the day, everyone was worried all the time. And so I ran ahead to become a symbol, a light that could be a beacon or a warning. Um, and like, I don't know how he was going to do that quirkless because he would have gotten <laughs> smushed, dude. He said, uh, I ignored the kindnesses all around me and I cast off many things to choose this path. But you and I are different. You don't have to copy the symbol that I was aiming for. Look for a way that suits you. I like how fucking All Might is like, Bro, I don't know how I did it. I was just, I just was a fucking tryhard, and then I accomplished some stuff when I looked back. Um, but I couldn't tell you how to do it. It's like a lot of times when people are like, how do I get into writing, or how do I get into podcasting, or whatever, and it's just like, I don't know how I got into it. I Like, I accidentally did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just, you just do it. I know, like, that's the most cliche advice, but, like, it's so true. Totally, like, yeah. If you want to do something, you just, like, start it with the sh like doesn't matter what your resources are mm -hmm. you just start at the lowest level if you want to draw you don't need to go out and buy an 800 dollars tablet start with a piece of paper yeah. you know what i mean like mm -hmm. it like it's just that's how it is it's just it's it's mm -hmm. it seems so cliche but it really is just practice and just doing yeah. it because like you'll slowly learn what works for you and ways to expedite stuff and ways to make things better and how to meet other people who are doing the same thing and who like what you're doing and like who can elevate you like you really like I don't know. It's kind of a lot of like 
work, luck, and falling into the right yeah, areas. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and with All Might, it was a lot of who you know, which was yeah. like literally somebody who passed down the most powerful superpower of all time. Yeah. That's yep. like, that's that's like, oh yeah, my 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 dad gave me a small loan of one million dollars. <laughs> like <laughs> a small starter loan of one million dollars. God. God. So Shoto is like, these kids don't know who we really are, so they're not going to respect us. And he takes a breath the same way that Endeavor did before screaming. But this time he fucking trauma dumps TED Talk <laughs> about his past. And the kids are not here for it. My name is not Five Weeks. <laughs> it's so good. I'm Shoto from UA. And I, I, my dad is a big asshole, but I'm trying to learn from him and be better. And uh, and the kids are just like I fuck it like this is a character introduction sheet I don't care and he's and he comes back he's like oh man I'm boring aren't I <laughs> it's okay like, buddy really you. <laughs> this boy just truly needs a therapist but his dad doesn't believe in them he's spoken to like maybe four people total in his life <laughs> Bakugo and Kami uh, both at the same time say that these kids need to see how cool they can be when they apply their quirks to hero work. And the boss kid is like, every day, our mommies and daddies and everyone on the TV, they're all wondering if the heroes are going to be okay. If all you can do in the end is hold us down from above, of course that won't work. And I'm like, oh, shit. And these kids spitting. <laughs> I, I know. This kid is doing some fucking like, like sociological work here. <laughs> and all of a sudden, there's a new commentator. It's, it's Chef Boy or these kids fucked. The meatball boy. <laughs> He disagrees with Bakugo and true to his quirk, he thinks he knows best how to manipulate these kids. He starts his commentary in the stands and his teacher is like, he's doing like an anime commentary thing. <laughs> and then later he just appears down there and present Mike is like, who are you? <laughs> it's like, you already gave him as your intro. <laughs> Earlier in the season, you spoke his name. <laughs> Shishikura is right though. Like if the students beat the kids up, the kids are going to be ashamed of that loss. But... If they let the kids win, it'll only prove them right that they are better than the adults. Gang Orca says, by abandoning discourse, they have encountered an impasse. Need this guy on fucking games Twitter, dude. Holy shit. <laughs> I want to hear Gang Orca's hot takes right now. Episode 80, relief for licensed trainees. Time to fight some motherfucking kindergartners. Yeah. I love the, like, binging balls kid. Mm-hmm. A lot. Yeah. His power is so weird. He makes fucking chain chomps. Yeah. Like, that's scary. That scary. cool as hell. <laughs> All of the kids have such fucking weird, strong, cool quirks. Although Tongue Tank is funny as a gag. Like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, first time, the first time any kid's quirk manifests for the first time, you gotta imagine it's, like, scary as fuck. I always talk about, like... Tokoyami and Dark Shadow, how did they figure out that he was dangerous at night? Something happened, I'm sure. But like, Tongue Tank Kid, it's like, here comes the airplane, your mom is dead. <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> Mike is like, holy shit, when I was his age, I couldn't do any of this stuff physically, legally, or mentally, is what he says in <laughs> Japanese. <laughs> um... So this is this is when we get the like info dump on the on the quirk singularity doomsday theory. Shishikura says like quirks deepen and mix and evolve and strengthen as time goes on. And this is like the 200, 150 to 200 year of quirks. Um, and to put things into perspective, that's as long ago as like slavery was abolished for us. So wow. look at technology back in that time and look at it now and think about it now in terms of like 
you know, back in the day there was <laughs> there was like fucking muskets and shit. And now we have nuclear weapons and drone warfare. Mm -hmm. And like like now there's kids that'll just blow their family up if he gets the wrong Happy Meal toy. Mm -hmm. And so now think about the the like around 50 million kids their age worldwide that are all capable of fucking like sending weird munchy balls at God, you. Fucking I, weird. I hate that. That really, like, I was like, how many six-year-olds are there in the world? And it's like, I don't know, maybe like 50 million um, was what I found online. And I was like, that's terrifying. That, no. <laughs> no. So the teacher is like, oh shit, they're about to go sketty mode. But present Mike stops her <laughs> and tells her that it's their turn now. I fucking, I love that, like, Mike's whole thing is having power in his voice, and as a character, he makes people feel at ease by talking to him. Like, I never, like mm -hmm. I said, I never would have thought that I like that I would like Mike this much and in this way. But just like with Final Fantasy VII Remake, all you got to do is give me a character that wears sunglasses, and then sometimes you see through those sunglasses to his eyes, <laughs> and I'm sold. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's the same shit as Barrett, where it's just like. Ah, he's he's a he's a cool guy. He wears sunglasses. Then he takes his sunglasses off, and he's like, "I have emotions." And you're like, "Whoa!" Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so the other students are like, "Hey, gang orca, is this gonna be okay? Are they gonna die?" And he's like, "Bitch, didn't you know that this was my plan the entire time? <laughs> I wanted you to fight these children." <laughs> exactly. Um, so a, a kid shoots at Shoto with Queen Beam. And reveals fucking shoujo ass, handsome Shoto Todoroki. Um, <laughs> the and he sparkly says, eyes yeah. are so much. Oh, they're so good. The like rose border on the like the the screen too. And he's like, mm -hmm. Hey, you should smile. You're so pretty. <laughs> 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 um, and this was actually Kami, whose quirk is to create illusions. Also, sorry, kid, you're gay now. <laughs> Your membership card will be in the mail shortly. <laughs> The look on her face after that happens is just like, oh, oh shit, I'm going to remember God. this for a long time. <laughs> Bakugo is living for this gag as much as I am. He's like, hey. <laughs> His version of it's so fucking good. It's so good. I love to see Bakugo just make fun of people like that. It's good. And this it's is the only so time he's like openly funny. like laughed yeah. ever. Like it's it, really like, fucking funny. The boss kid is like so unimpressed though. He says that like I outshine everyone in my life. I'm I'm better at anything than heroes and police and my teacher and my parents. They're all too weak. I'm so good at piano, you guys. <laughs> um he's like, We're gonna show you that our powers are stronger. This kid could absolutely be a villain if he's not saved. Like if he invests in the right skill tree or the wrong skill tree, he's gonna totally like stay if in the whole thing. If he invests in crypto at all, he's a villain though. <laughs> <laughs> this kid absolutely oh follows Elon yeah, Musk on that Twitter. Dude, that kid absolutely has Bitcoin. Oh, God. Fuck, this dude has a fucking crypto wallet. Yeah, like multiple. <sighs> So just then the wind sweeps up all of like the gross items that the kids made. Like one kid like just makes big wooden mallets, yeah, I guess, I which is that. weird. As you do. Wily e. coyote ass bullshit. Yeah. Fucking Sonic the Hedgehog yeah. rings too. Inasa's like, you kids are really awesome and amazing, but just waving around your power means that you have a long way to go. Fucking boom, character arc complete. Like, there you go. He learned his lesson. <laughs> um, Kami, Shoto, and Inasa make a structure out of the items and the ice. 
to create a slide for the kids with an image of like like an aurora borealis sky above them like oh shit heroes are making a path forward for the next generation using their power as well as the kids and working together to save somebody in the real way god damn subtext too deep five me <laughs> <laughs> Bakugo says, like, if you lose to somebody that you look down on, it just makes you feel worse. Oh, shit. Just like when he lost to Deku in season one and then had that fucking, like, spiral. Shoto is like, thanks for having such cool quirks, kids. And he's like, I'm glad that we can broaden your horizons. It's just, it's fucking adorable, yeah. dude. Like, him just being like, you kids are so cool. And, like, the, like, my hero yeah. song plays in the background. I'm like, yeah, they are so cool. <laughs> Ah! Bakugo finds this is when Bakugo finds the boss kid and is like hey it's your turn which is like haha ah, cool you said the, the thing, thing. Um, <laughs> he objects but but Bakugo says if you keep looking down on everyone then you won't notice your own weakness um this shit whips dude yeah, <laughs> the goddamn girl my son is getting more mature I love him brain swole yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking doing them brain squats <laughs> the fucking boss kid goes down the slide and he's like, their words reached me. <laughs> I like that that's your Aoyama voice too. Yeah, I was like, I like yeah. that the child turned into yeah. Aoyama. It's a blonde, a blonde foppish yeah, boy. Too much money. Foppish Dandy. Um, was that, that, was, yeah. that was his original yeah. name. Yep, little Lord Fauntleroy. <laughs> so the teacher watches in amazement as Mike turns to her and says, uh, in Japanese, he says, after this, it's your turn. Please guide them well. And in English, he says, like, keep his vibe going, which is also very good. <laughs> but, like, I, I love that shot of Mike just being, like, like he's not yelling or saying, yeah. like, mighty boy, hapu steppu, here we go. He's like, keep this shit going. Like, this is very important. Do you recognize that this is important? It's like, oh, uh, don't, don't make me have emotions about him. <laughs> Presentation, Michael. Presentation, my sh my shell. <laughs> we see All Might and Endeavor as All Might says, "What is the reason to be strong?" I'm sure the answer is very simple. Uh, we'll follow up on this in like a season. The answer lies in the stars above. <laughs> Orca congratulates the kids, but he forces his hard ass attitude, and I love yeah. that. Like Mike, Mike's like he really likes kids. Yeah. I really like that, like, Orca kind of cracked a little bit and was like, oh, no, no. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're fish turns. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. I mean. They mentioned earlier that, like, he's the number six hero in the, like, hero that looks like a villain category. And Horikoshi <laughs> said in an interview recently, because the, the new movie came out, so he did, like, a big interview. And he was, like, he was asked who would be the number one hero in that category. And he's, like, oh, Endeavor has been in that number one spot for ever. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, like, yeah. There you go, Endeavor. This motherfucker looks like Inferno from Soul Calibur. Are you fucking kidding me? Like. <laughs> Afterwards, everyone is outside talking about Shiketsu being targeted by the League and how weird that is. UA and them don't have, like, a very strong link socially, so the League... Doing that to Shiketsu demonstrates like a bigger security flaw than was previously known. We don't have an answer for this still. I, I think that we will soon though. Endeavor meets with Shoto and uh, Shoto is like not interested, which I'm like, whoa, I feel that as somebody who had complicated dad thoughts. He approaches you and you're just like not interested. And no. I was like, I've done that. Yeah. I have done yeah. that. I'm like, yeah, fucking get him, dude. I know. And Endeavor, like like I said, we're starting the Endeavor rehabilitation thing, and it's not somebody else rehabilitating him. It's him noticing the ways that he can rehabilitate his own life, which I think is, like, Good. way stronger. That's how it yeah. should be. 
That's how it be doing. Yeah, like I'm I'm happy that they're like setting this stuff up because like yeah, he can definitely atone for a lot of this stuff, but like man, he's done some vile shit. And Yep. Long journey. Long journey. Like shit like that, you just have to accept that there are people who are never going to forgive you. Yeah. Including maybe your right. family. <laughs> maybe them especially. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah. Valid. All stars valid. above right yeah. there. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> he still says, like, Shoto, I'm very proud of you, and I'm going to work hard to be somebody that is worthy of you being proud of me as well. Um, and Asa punches himself in the <laughs> face to hype him up, and uh, he's like, Endeavor, I'm rooting for you. His, his like, first stand. I fucking love Inasa so much. He just, bam, hello. <laughs> God, he's so good. And I love how Kami is not Toga anymore, so she's not like, whoa, blood. She's just like, what it's are like, you what doing? What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> um, then we get, like, a voiceover from All Might. He's like, change is slow, but these students are all making great progress. Sometimes coming to a standstill, sometimes looking back, can mean that one step at a time, you're moving forward. It is now... October. Um, Night Eye's funeral happened, and after that, um, all schools suspended every work study in order to protect the kids. Maybe a good call. Yep. Yep. Centipeter <laughs> took over Night Eye's agency. Um, Aerie woke up, but is still in the hospital, but her horn has, like, schmonked down um, after that energy re was released. It, like... It's such a weird moment to be like Night Eye's funeral happened and you see like All Might say goodbye to his like friend and like the very slight smile on um, Night Eye's picture yeah. and like that huge like thing of flowers and stuff. And you're like, mm. oh, wow, like I could cry right now. And then mm. you see fat gum in a, in a suit yeah. <laughs> with the hoodie still on. And you're like, what are you doing? such a king. I love him such a so king. much. Take a shot every time in this episode in particular that I say I love him or them so much. <laughs> yeah. It's true. I just love that Night Eye's agency now is like, because they don't have Night Eye or Mirio, it's just like, all right, welcome to, um, welcome to Centipede and Stinky. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, your agency is like markedly worse now. <laughs> um... So in Ectoplasm's math class, which I think is very funny that Ectoplasm teaches math. It's really funny. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> He's also canonically um, a, a double amputee. Oh, OK. Uh, I, I mentioned mm -hmm. that his 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 legs are are like peg mm -hmm. legs, right? He he got injured and he doesn't have legs anymore. So he's just like casually just somebody who is living with a disability in this world but he's still an he's awesome still hero and i'm like that's absolute ass yeah yeah that's <laughs> so cool but in ectoplasm's math class tokoyami proves that they are queer by saying math is a most accursed <laughs> subject <laughs> we all knew i was i was having a conversation with audrey the other day and she told me that bisexuals have to spec into reading or math <laughs> and that's really funny and that has stuck with me God, that's so true. <laughs> so I guess we stand uh, Tokiyami a bisexual king. Well, I mean, he's he's like a bi person, literally. Yeah, he's totally. got two people. <laughs> and one of them sounds like this. Um, <laughs> hey guys, it's cheese time. Yeah. <laughs> God. Deku and the gang. I blocked these next few parts out for some reason because I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> You don't even know how important this weird, silly thing is going to end up being. It's cool. So Deku and the gang are going to go to lunch when Aoyama feeds Deku some fromage. 
Eat is like, you're weird, but you never eat with us. Why do you? Why don't you ever eat with us? You should come eat with us. And he's like, no. <laughs> he fucking puts his ass, sticks his ass out of his ass forward. And he's like, no. And in fucking Japanese, it says like, no. But then it has like the little star next to it. His hero name canonically has a star in it. <laughs> so good. Love him. Yeah. Love our foppish dandy. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Lunch Rush's food disagrees with my refined palate, a.k.a. I'll shit and fart. <laughs> um, I love that this man just has, like, terrible IBS. Yeah. yeah. Just, like, yeah. truly horrible. Yeah, he he really does. And it's like, I don't know. There's a lot of people with IBS that are probably like, yeah, man, I've had to be like, no, I can't come eat with you at five, guys, because I'll have five turds, mm -hmm. dude. I can't do this. <laughs> um, as a trivia fact, he makes all of his food... So although he's a fancy lad, he's making that fucking steak tartare, dude. Like, I mean, that's <laughs> fuck yeah. Like, <laughs> but like, he's not old enough to drink alcohol, so it's like, do you just have grape juice and a wine flute? <laughs> <laughs> so that night, Deku can't sleep, and he senses a presence on his balcony. It's Aoyama, whom I think literally does not sleep. Like I mentioned before, he has mirrors on his bed, like. Yeah. We see him not sleeping here. Next season, we'll see him not sleeping again. And I'm just like, I don't think I don't think you sleep. Yeah, I don't think you do. Valid. Um, Deku wakes up in a panic and looks out the window to find I know uh, it says Izuku. I know written in cheese, um, which is very good. <laughs> the next day in class, Aoyama greets Deku with a wink and in Japanese, at least surprise. <laughs> Which is very, very, very good. Deku's freaked out, but doesn't think that he has bad intent. The students are all talking about a new agency with Kamui Woods, Mount Lady, and Edshot called Team Lurkers, which is a good name. It's a good mm -hmm. name. It's a good name. Mina starts talking about wanting to make a team with Uraraka, Sero, Koda, Shoji, and Jiro called Team Rainy Day, and I fucking love it's Mina. Good. That's adorable. Yeah. yeah. It's so cute. I love that name so much. <laughs> it's very good. Later in Jim Gamma, Cementos is like, hey, develop your moves or make up more of them. Bakugo asks Deku, hey, have you made any progress? And Deku's like, um, no, actually. <laughs> uh, and he's like really fucked up about it right now. Um, Fucker, I've been working. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if you mm -hmm. watched the news. <laughs> <laughs> that was um, me. Yeah. <laughs> like every time, honestly, if you see some shit, just assume I was there. Yeah, at this point, <laughs> yes. Did you know that I'm the protagonist? <laughs> um so yeah, he's like really fucked up right now. And speaking of fucked up, Aoyama is 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 here um with his brand new move, um, Naval Buffet, which is very good. Uh and he's he spells in French, uh il fault c'est me faire le qui dort. Uh, this is totally pronounced wrong, which is, yeah. it's literally translated to beware of sleeping water, but the actual French phrase is more, it, it gives the connotation of like, don't judge a book by its cover. Mm, okay. Oh, okay. So kind of like, uh, it's not like still waters run deep. It's like, that's, that's like sleeping that's water. That's exactly yeah. what it is. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. But it like the, the, the direct translation is like, beware of sleeping water. And so you're like, mm. 
why'd you write that? <laughs> like, if I fucking was like, hey, Cam, what's up? And then on his fridge in Sharpie, I just write, like, <laughs> do enjoy the murdering. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, just very yeah. cryptically, let sleeping dogs lie, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck does that mean? I don't have a dog. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, so Aoyama's like, mm, I got poopy now. <laughs> and then so Deku's like, um, Cementos, can I help Aoyama go to the porta potty? And he's like, fine, whatever. And uh, so Deku's like, so um, cheese, huh? And uh, like, like what do you what do you know? You said you knew. And Aoyama's like, I know that your body and quirk aren't compatible. It's just like me. Um, so this wasn't sinister at all. This is like just kind of a sweet gesture of just, just like being a good boy. Yeah, he's just trying to be a buddy. Yeah, like he's like you 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 break up your body by using your quirk and like. Mine gives me like, like all jokes aside, mine gives me like wicked IBS and that sucks. Yeah. Mm. Um, like I know tons of people that have IBS. One, one of my friends literally moved to Japan to get better healthcare for their IBS. Mm. Like if you have that shit literally going yeah. on with you, it sucks. Yeah. Um, and like everywhere you go, you're just paranoid that you're gonna fucking shit and fard. It it blows. And then you know, Aoyama canonically wears like rose scented stuff too. So it's like you know, there's enough info there to to put together that he is he is paranoid about this as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, which I think is like such a it it creates such a complete picture of a character for me that like. Looking back on all of his like weird moments, I'm just like, oh, poor boy, <laughs> every time. Well, yeah, it's like the whole thing is like you can just tell like his whole persona, like everything about him is overcompensating for like something that like he feels is gross. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's trying his best to be like charming and proper and hygienic and like all of this stuff because like he feels that he's at an inherent disability because of his body, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. It's it's really sad. Yeah, he like it's 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 a great example of a character having like a a rich inner life, like a, an, a like a lived experience that like mm -hmm. people in the real world have. And like when you first see him, he's just like in the show, he's just like mm, bonjour, and you're like ha ha ha. But now you're just like oh man, yeah. he, he really think he's stinky all the time, huh? Well, Aww. it's like and like weirdly enough, I feel like being a woman you kind of get that pressure right because like you not quite the same but it's like that pressure to where like you have to wear makeup or else you look tired mm -hmm. or you mm -hmm. have to dress a certain way to like show off the best parts of yourself so mm -hmm. it's like that pressure to be like well naturally i'm like ugly or fucked up or and, and i'm not saying that women are i'm saying like that's what you're tricked into thinking right mm -hmm. is like you're automatically like physically defective is yeah. like yeah. what you what you're drilled into think so it's like you have to take all of these measures to present to like to present yourself the best way so that people will like you and people will think that you're nice and pretty and well dressed and hygienic and your makeup is you know what I mean? Like you have to do all these things. You have to tweeze your eyebrows. You have to shave mm -hmm. your legs. And so it's like in his mind, this is what he's doing. Is it's like he's like, man, like who I am is disgusting. So I have to constantly put on this air and do these things so that I I, I'm good like everybody else. It's a fact that many different communities of people of color oftentimes, on average, buy more hygienic products because of the stigma, mm. like the social, the racist ass social stigma that they smell bad. Mm -hmm. And so it is a similar thing to that as well. 
Um, it's the same shit with like with hair too. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's like that inherent belief that like, if you don't have paper thin, straight Caucasian hair, like it's unruly and you know what skin, I mean? Yeah. And it's, and yeah, it's, it's like, so you, the amount of like time and money that anybody with hair that is coarser than your average, mm -hmm. like white person's hair is mm -hmm. insane. And it's not like, I don't know. It's just insane that that's the standard that we yeah. hold. Our 100%s are not the same. Like no. I, I literally don't think about my hair at all ever, but there's probably a <laughs> lot of people, definitely a lot of people that like 24 seven, they're mm -hmm. making sure that everything is straight and good and everything, you know? Yeah. So shit. I fuck with my hair literally constantly. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I have like, I'm like part native American. Right. So I have kind of coarse, thick hair that curls and, and does a lot of, mm. a lot of stuff. Um, but like, it's nothing compared to the amount of effort that like some of my friends have to go through. Um, yeah. and, and it's like, and the products that I have to buy too, like, that's the frustrating thing is like what you have to spend in order to maintain that is mm -hmm. it's so expensive, but if you don't maintain it, you're seen as unprofessional. Yeah. And so it's like this fucking like vicious cycle too, right? Because if yeah. you look unprofessional, you can't get those jobs that you would normally get to where you could afford any of that shit. It's the same yeah. way with like skin stuff too. Like people who might have like problems with acne and stuff like that. It's like, oh, well, it's considered unprofessional to not have like perfect skin, right? Like you can help that at all. Yeah, that's not really <laughs> something you can control. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and then even on top of that, right? Like half the time stuff like that works for certain people and it's a nightmare. It's like medication. It's like finding the thing that actually works for your skin is like mm -hmm. the same as finding pills that work for your brain. It's, yeah. it's a nightmare. Like yeah. all of... Anyway, Cam, you've talked about eczema before. Like it's the same. It's yeah. the same. Yeah, and that's something that I'm literally just going to have to deal with forever. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and and like Aoyama, like you you said, like buying products and stuff. Like we see Aoyama washing his clothes after this. Like he's mm -hmm. he's buying mad perfume and washing his clothes a lot, dude. <laughs> so he's like, I understand you. Like I I like my quirk fucks me up. Um, but mm -hmm. I still want to be a hero. I still want to sparkle. And like I don't know. It like. Him being like, I wanted to surprise you because for me, surprises like make me happier than anything. He's like, you guys have been dealing with such horrid shit. And like, if all of, he says, if all you face is unpleasant things, then you won't be able to twinkle, Mona me. And like, yeah. that shit got me a little bit yeah. emotional, dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, and then he shits himself. <laughs> um, but then like. But then Deku is just like, after that, we were good friends. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, look at that. <laughs> but like, it starts out of just like, ha ha cheese. And then you're just like, Aoyama is such a deep character. Like you didn't, you never think that you'd get there. Yeah. It's so cool. Um, episode 81, school festival. Hey guys, did you know that 80% of the population is quirks? What? Yep. Here, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is okay because it's a new arc, but I do be looking at my watch like, fucking hurry it up. <laughs> okay, yeah, we get it. We've been here for a while now, bud. It's time to break dance, though. Um, yeah, Mina, like, literally starts the episode saying, check this shit out. <laughs> Mina is so fucking cool. Agreed. Yeah. Mina yeah. is so cool. Like, I love that. Okay, I don't know if y'all have looked into like what the zodiac signs for all the my hero characters are. The two Libras that I know of in the show, there's probably others too, but like the two that I know for sure are Mina and uh, Kirishima. Ooh. And I'm like, you know what? I like that buds. as my my representation. 
Yeah. Because, <laughs> and yeah, and also, there's nobody in this fucking show that gives off more bi energy than than Mina. 100%. Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's that, like, it's that yeah. weird intangible thing where you're like, no, you're, you're gay. <laughs> um, but when she's doing her dance, she's like, boot aching, boot aching <laughs> in Japanese. And like the kids are like, pow, 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 pow. <laughs> oh, shit. It's so fucking funny. But she's like, so good. It's for a reason, though. Like Deku's like, oh, I bet she's like better at fighting because of that. She's yeah, we like get a Deku, fucking, fucking Eddie. Dork. Eddie from, uh, from, Tekken, yeah. from Tekken. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. It's it's just it's so fucking cool because he's like, oh, I bet like that's why she has such a like a wild flow. Like we've seen her breakdance before in the mm -hmm. flashback with Kirishima, and we saw her fight Aoyama, and she fucking did like a weird like squiggly move and then uppercut the shit out of that boy yeah. and like punched his belt off. And so like yeah, like she's got like she's got flow, dude. If you think about like her whole thing, I mean, she kind of has to have like that water bender sort yeah. of like, you know, flow to her. So it's Ooh. like she has to have that kind of movement. Yeah. And and like, I don't know. This is one of the things that I another one of the things that I really like about my hero is that like you don't just level up like an RPG. Like you learn things yeah. from different places and put it together when it is appropriate to learn how to put things together. It's sort mm -hmm. of like Sort of like the, oh, I can use my legs thing. That's a lot sillier of a thing. But like, I don't know. Sometimes you learn something and you like apply it to a weird different part of your life. That's kind of like one of the coolest things about My Hero just as like a shonen anime too. Is it's like somehow My Hero is better at drawing out the learning of new fighting styles and fighting moves without having drawn out fights. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is like it's great. wild. Fights don't last longer than like a couple episodes. Mm -hmm. Whereas like you'll have like I've watched I've been watching Naruto, right? And it's like you will have fights that last like four or five episodes. Mm. Deku is like, I could probably learn some some stuff too. And then she says, Okay, boy, let's break it. <laughs> Two step une. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and Deku and Aoyama are probably the least B-boys of all time. Just and fucking the fucking sucked. whitest of all time. <laughs> One like, of them's literally white. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. Kaminari is like, oh, hey, remember me in this show? Oh. Um, <laughs> dancing must be a lot like Sato's baking, like a hobby that feeds into hero work, just like Momo's studying or Jiro's music. Okay, maybe mentioning music around Jiro was like a bad call because she seems like mad embarrassed about it. Like, whoops, sorry, bud. As I've said before, it's October now and we are in the second half of the year. So the spring had the sports festival and the fall has the culture festival. Um, unlike the sports festival, this is a chance for the support general and business classes to do <laughs> anything because <laughs> because the hero course dominates at the sports festival and as Aizawa says UA is not just about the hero course and on top of that it is the fault of the hero course that things are locked down so super tight right now which is like a point they make repeatedly and I'm glad they do yeah dude people forget that as is so like yeah. imagine if they didn't say that yeah. you know what I mean I think there are two or three business classes and so it's like to them their schooling is as important as the hero work yeah and they're just mm -hmm. at school yeah yeah. yeah, how are you going to fund your support items? How are you going to, like, you know, run your agency? 
how are you going to like make sure that you get paid from the the hero app and whatever the fuck like mm -hmm. all that shit is super important in this like world that everybody's built together kirishima speaks up and he's like um yakuza just did like a kafka and, and ki almost killed one of our students actually did kill night eye like is it okay to do this reasonable question considering how much of a fucking problem them showing off at the sports festival was like Yo. yeah 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 and like with the usj shit like mm -hmm. going into the sports festival yeah it's the same shit as i was like good point but this festival is strictly students and staff only with a couple exceptions so unlike the sports festival there's not going to be like a weird random lizard guy in the stands or like there's not going to be a chance for a bad guy to sneak in and ruin it plus the students really need this at large like philosophically yeah <laughs> um shit is really rough out there as previously stated and the culture festival is a great way to get morale up and restore everyone's spirit the unprecedented move to the dorms only happened a few months back and Everyone is getting used to this new life. Staff, parents, and upperclassmen, too. It's not just the first years being like, wow, I'm a fish out of water in the dorms. One of the third years is like, I can't have dinner with my mom yeah. because Bakugo got stolen. Yeah. Cool. I, if uh, straight up, like, if I were going to the school, I would probably fucking hate these kids. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, it, this is another thing that I really like about this arc. Reasonably so. Yeah. I, I, I love this arc because they're like, Hey, if you're the protagonists and like doing dangerous shit, maybe your other classmates might not like that <laughs> if you're in a shonen battle anime. Yeah. The whole thing is like very reminiscent and like, fuck JK Rowling, she's a turf. Sure. Anyway, it's very reminiscent of like Harry Potter, right? Where it's like these three were like always getting into shit and everybody else like had to suffer those consequences, you know? So it's like, I feel like that's like, the thing yeah. that a lot of people have seen where they're like, they'll relate to it and be like, oh yeah. It's like, they're kind of not super well liked by people who are outside of their circle. Yeah. So the class reps are like, all right, let's figure out what we're going to do for this. And let's take suggestions. Maid cafe, mochi shop. <laughs> Mineta starts to say boobs. And then he gets literally hanged by <laughs> Suyu. Good. Good. <laughs> but they still write down boo question mark because he was going <laughs> to say boobs. Um, and in Japanese, he says opai or he starts to say opai, which is boob. But um, Kirishima is like arm wrestling. There's fun house, crepe shop, dance, quiz. Sing the frog song in a round, which is it's literally like Japanese hot cross buns. Great. It's like, <laughs> hey, hey, Sue. <laughs> no, <laughs> love you very much. But that's dumb. <laughs> I love that. Koda is excited for the first time in his life and says petting zoo. <laughs> Shoto says <laughs> the only thing he knows how to say, which is soba and Bakugo suggests Deathmatch. Fucking Tokiyami's like a feast of the students of the darkness. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, what does that even mean? It's like, God, hey, I bud, love him so much. <laughs> go talk to the counselor. Yeah. What the fuck is that? Group therapy, dude. Group, group therapy. That's what it is. And Aoyama is like, my twinkling show. <laughs> it's like, what is that? <laughs> Jiro's like, I don't know, like a skit or something. So they run out of time, and Aizawa's like, if you don't fucking get your shit together, we're going to do my idea, which is a public lecture. And everyone's like, no. Oh, God. The fucking kanji no. for public lecture comes up on the screen. Um, that night, everyone is at the dorms except for the raid team that's finishing up extra classes and uh, Bakugo, who is sleeping. Um, Ida mentions, like, hey, we need to come up with something that everyone in the school will like. Um, he's like, heroes can't cause trouble for others without 
doing something about it. We need to make our fellow students feel at ease. Oh shit, is this arc a microcosm of the 1A students learning that being a hero is more than just big punches, but it's also becoming the symbols of peace altogether by bringing a feeling of safety to their community? Hmm. Oh shit. Hello and welcome to the subtext arc of the show. Hello, what's up, everybody? <laughs> welcome to the subtext podcast. Uh... <laughs> Sato is wearing a shirt that's in the style of Supreme, but it says sugar on it. Love it. Um, <laughs> Horikoshi is fucking undefeated with clothes. Agreed. Ida's like, we can't show off and we can't be the ones that are blowing off steam here because that would only make people that already hate us hate us even more. This is mm -hmm. like the kindergartner shit. Like, if we fight you and win, you hate us. But if we fight you and lose, food's out of the question because Lunch Rush is the champ. Uh, petting Zoo is too fucking hard. And fucking Sarah's like, a, <laughs> a skit would be cringe. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. <laughs> All right, bud, fucking chill out, okay? <laughs> yeah. We're trying our best over here. Fuck off. Mina is like, Mina's got the ADHD legs and is like, I still want to do the dance. <laughs> Let me fucking dance. And Shoto is like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Hold on. Let me look up something. I don't know what it's called. He fucking Googles something and comes up with, the video is called The Lexington Dance Band Live at Festival Pulse. And a few notes because I wasted a lot of time looking this up. Um, on the right is a bunch of suggested videos about heroes and villains and like the sports festival there. And if you <laughs> if you search on YouTube, The Lexington Dance Band Live at Festival Pulse, you get somebody <laughs> that's a My Hero fan with just a towel on his head singing about Soba. <laughs> Fucking got him, Shoto. Fucking, they fucking got Shoto's ass. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shout out to them. <laughs> they even made the thumbnail the same picture. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> that has real YouTube buying bad uh, websites vibes. Yes. yes. It's like, I am going to claim the space. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This guy with a towel wrapped all the way around his head, like pretending to eat soba and like singing some God. shit in Japanese. Absolutely incredible. Can we can we get him for a guest on the show? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's reach out. I just love that Shoto doesn't know what a fucking concert is because he only ever knew his dad growing up. Like, that's it. Mm. He canonically never had friends until school. And Horikoshi recently said in an interview that Shoto just Googles shit that he thinks people might like and hears them talk about. I really love that. That is genuinely the cutest shit I've ever That's heard, That's so though. good, yeah. He's fucking, like, Amish. He's like some rumspringish <laughs> shit. Like, he's just like, I don't know what this is called. You mean a concert? Yeah. Is this what that is? <laughs> <laughs> going to be asking uh, one of the uh, 1A girls on a date. He's going to call it a talkie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> see one of those moving pictures. <laughs> Do you want to go eat cute meat? Um, <laughs> um, Shoto is, uh, he's, he's like, oh, I got this idea from um, the supplemental classes, meaning like the kindergartner situation of like, let's, you know, put all of our talents together and show them, you know, how much we care about them. But Sato is like, what are you fucking doing in those classes and envisions fucking boogie nights with Bakugo and that's fucking good. <laughs> good, dude. That's so um, good. Mina's like, oh, I can get everyone in dancing shape like really quickly. In fact, Aoyama is like, look at me. <laughs> he can fucking do it. I'm like, yay. Yeah. Go you. Oh I can dance God. without shitting myself. Um, and so as for music, everyone looks at Jiro, of course, because she fucking literally has like a club, it, like 
like a hole in the wall bar as her dorm guitar center in her apartment yeah like, <laughs> uh hagakure is like oh like we goof around with guitars in, in your room all the time you know just just gal pal stuff <laughs> so like you could probably teach guitar to a bunch of these kids anyway and she's like mm, no i don't i don't think so she's like ashamed of her hobby which is like wild because it's the coolest hobby you can have i know if there's any person who doesn't need to feel shame it's jiro jiro is just cool we're podcasters so like i get it but (laughs) yeah she's like this hobby is just a hobby like it doesn't feed into my hero work but jokes on you jiro i already said that this arc was about doing more to be a hero than just fighting and physically rescuing people so get in loser we're going club musicking yeah Kaminari encourages her, which is adorable. And Coda, Coda, for some reason, is just like, it'll make everybody smile. And I'm like, whoa, you've never spoken before. You've never said a fucking word. But they, actually, like, now that I, like, literally right now as I'm thinking it, like, Jiro and him were in their final exams mm-hmm. together. And so, like, if anybody's going to be friends with Coda, it would be her. Sure. So, like, mm-hmm nice (laughs) they did did little uh, ant plan together (laughs) Jiro's like well if I didn't do it that wouldn't be very rocking at all that wouldn't be very (laughs) cash money of me (laughs) (laughs) same vibe same vibe oh shit Um, meanwhile on the laptop the next video starts to autoplay that was gonna be on the that was on the right and it's a dashing man that we'll meet in full in a minute time for airy visitation makes it sound like she's in prison yeah I mean, <laughs> she kind of she kind of do be though, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mirio and Deku bring a bunch of fruit to Ari in the hospital for her first like for fun visit, and honestly, probably the first time in her life that she wasn't running or being experimented on. So fucking dank apples are a good upgrade, and those fucking anime hospital apples in this in this show, Man. like. They cut little like f- weird like apple sashimi out of them. Man. I'm like, oh, oh, I want that. I want them <laughs> fucking apple apples. <laughs> they fucking eating them with fucking toothpicks. Give and me shit. them apples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was like a fucking Yoshi's story like melon in there too. I was like, yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah. Ari was concerned about Deku and Mirio, and uh, so Aizawa brought them. Um, Ari's like, I don't. Um, who who are you? The only reason I know Lemillion is because he was fucking screaming about the, how that was his name when he, <laughs> when, he when he was punching my foster dad. Um, <laughs> Very normal child. Normal normal shit. Yeah. No problems. Yeah. Deku is like, oh, you can call me Deku. That's my that's my hero name. And she's like, hero name. So she doesn't even know what a hero is. Mm. Like, <laughs> she also remembers Night Eye, and she's like, there is a guy. With glasses too, and everyone's like, "Ah, yeah." The, mm, anyway, um, <laughs> anyway, let's talk. You like apples? Uh. She does, <laughs> she doesn't even know he's dead, and like she already feels bad, and like best not to be too cruel to her is what Aizawa says. She feels fucking terrible that she made people suffer um, to rescue her, but Mirio's like, "Hey, nobody thought that they were suffering, so don't apologize to people that don't exist. Like we were all happy to help you." Um, Mirio is so good with Aerie, and this moment hits harder because he's, like, reaching out with his arm, and we see all of his scars and shit on it, and it's like, mm. yeah, oh, buddy, you got pierced in the fucking gut with, a like, a spike, dude. Oh, my God. Um, he, he went through it a little bit. It went through him, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he's like, just, just smile, because he remembers Night Eye, and she's like, I don't really know what that is. <laughs> and it's, like, a little silly contrivance, but, like, 
if I have to remind you of the kind of life that this six-year-old yeah. has already had, maybe go back and watch the show again. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wouldn't be, like, again, like, if I get the wrong thing in my DoorDash order, the day is done, I'm out of here. <laughs> so, like, Aries, Aries been through shit. Um, and Deku's like, oh, shit. She has not been really, truly saved yet at all. Like, physically, sure, but not mentally. And he notes this while we see... Um, like that shot of overhaul behind her again as the, as like the bird thing. Mm-hmm. And like, we see a shot of her arms and legs that are also super scarred up. That's why she was bandaged up before. Um, I fucking told y'all episode one that scars were a huge visual motif here. And like Arian Mirio's arms even match, which is like, don't do this to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I love this shit because like, like this setup for this arc and her, because it's like, yeah, man, you don't recover from abuse by just, physically not being around the abuser anymore Mm. like you need a support system friends and like to be reminded like what there is to smile about and stuff like that Mm. and you know your mileage may vary with any of those things but Deku is like Deku remembers Aoyama going surprise and it makes him have the idea to invite her to the uh festival so it's like Ah, shit, that goofy cheese adventure was, like, important, huh? Mm. Okay, cool. And so uh, Aizawa's like, I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, I'm fucking sure, that's fine. Just do what you want. He pretends that he doesn't care so much, especially about Eri, but, like, there is a, basically a meme online that, like, Present Mike and Aizawa are now Eri's two dads. (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) Which is very good. Which is very good. That's so good. <laughs> Mirio is like, oh shit, awesome. You can have a candy apple there. And she's like, what is candy? <laughs> and like, just wait until my fucking dissertation on this candy apple in two months. But like, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> this this arc is full of like things that feel silly, but also fit into the narrative. It's a, it's a lot like um, Bakugo being muzzled up at the, at the sports festival, where in the moment you're like, ha ha. But then later on, you're like, Ooh, that was traumatic, wasn't it? You know, it's like, yeah. it's that same kind of thing. Um, and Ari is like, uh, I want to get to know everybody that helped me. And so I'll definitely go. And Mirio's like, I'm off school. I don't go to school anymore for some for some reason. Mm. And um, so it's a, it's a date. And she's like, what's a date? I'm like, oh, shut, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Stop being cute. Stop it. <laughs> Here we fucking go. Here comes the boy. <laughs> the boy. Um, back back with Droopy the cop. His team uh, have found another upload from him. <laughs> this fancy boy is holding up a store and making a video of it. Um, he does crimes and uploads them to YouTube for fame. Uh, this time he's at, he's at a store called J Store grabbing some cash. A few heroes show up and then some more. And then a fucking close-up on his face. He's like, La Brava, darling, cut to black. King shit. King shit, yeah. King <laughs> shit. So we cut back and, like, the store is all wiggly and, like, the heroes are all beaten to shit. And La Brava mentions, like, uh, oh, you forgot the money. And he's like, money was never the goal, darling. Consider that the appearance fee. <laughs> um, so this this thief's goal is to, to go down in history as, like, a great thief. His name is Gentle. Gentle Kurimi now. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so, that name sucks. I love it. Such a cam character. Yeah. I love this. Why do I? It's fucking. Man, like, I do not vibe with theater kids in real life, but man, in shows, they're great. <laughs> theater kids, great in theory. Because yeah. all Compress and this dude are, are just grown up theater kids. Yeah. Yeah, they dropped out of Juilliard together. Like. Yeah. <laughs> 
I, I just in Japanese, gentle kuribina. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, yeah. dude. <laughs> so we cut to gentle and Labrava on a roof talking about how their numbers are dipping. Gentle seems to have an idea of how to remedy this, a bigger job that will soon present itself. So um, the plot here has not gone from Yakuza and death to Cheese and Jake Paul, but like it's gone from physically saving somebody to mentally saving somebody. And I think a lot of the disconnects people have with this season is because like they weren't ready for this kind of a thing. And like, because they didn't expect it, they're kind of already like not on board with it. But I think that if you watch a big chunk of episodes at once, it's not like, oh my God, here we are with the fucking tea guy again. God damn it. It's just like this stuff happens. Mm -hmm. And this, the stakes are if gentle fucks up the festival, this girl is going to remain unsaved. So there you go. There's our, there's our plot. This fucking set of episodes rules. <laughs> I fucking love gentle criminal and La Brava and like their team rocket bullshit. I was really hoping we were going to get into some just dumb team rocket stupid bullshit i'm excited you have no idea how much dumb team <laughs> rocket shit we're about to get into good when the when the villain of this half of the season is this guy Perfect. yeah dude yeah great <laughs> are you kidding <laughs> fuck yeah um so that is it for these episodes. Does anybody have anything else to say? I always ask that, and the answer is always no, and then we say anime good, but I just I don't want to... Anime good. Anime, anime good. good. <laughs> so, next episode, we are going to be covering episodes 82, 83, 84, and 85. The Gentle Criminal arc. Here we fucking go. <laughs> I fucking love this, this, this dumb idiot boy. So... Everyone, thanks so much for listening to today's episode of The Big Three. Uh, if you like these episodes or think that we missed something, hit us up at, at the Big 3 mha on Twitter or check out our Discord link in the description. And of course, check out somegoodshows.biz for more good shows like this one, as well as Trauma Kids, Bakugo is Good t-shirts, and The Big T which is our dot local com. Uh, <laughs> com. Um, Our show art is by Zach Russell. You can find their work at at Cavity Crew. Our music is by Julian V. Their work can be found at at Jules VZ. I can be found at Victory Position on Twitter. I can be found at a wild Jessichu on Twitter. And I can be found at at the Camdy Man. And this has been The Big Three. And as always, peace. <laughs>